0: I'm Trina Winter, a writer, comedian, singer, basically Barbra Streisand minus the money and some of the talent.
1: And I'm Thomas LeBlanc, a gay Quebecois
0: host and producer who's really, really, really into Celine Dion. We're the hosts of Chosen Family, a CBC podcast where we speak to our heroes about what it means to find community in the creative process. Chosen Family is available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: This is a CBC Podcast.
3: Hi IQ listeners. I'm here with a special bonus episode for you this week. It's the first episode of the new CBC Podcast series, telling our twisted histories. We here at IQ know all about the power of a question, and that comes down to the power of a word. Words connect us. Words hurt us. Our lives are built upon histories that have been twisted by centuries of colonization. Telling Our Twisted Histories is made by indigenous people for anyone who wants to start decolonizing their vocabulary and their histories, one word at a time. It's hosted by Ganyadio Horn, who you might remember from our episode last season, all about the inappropriate question, are you full native? We love her here. Ganyadio guides listeners through conversations with over 70 people from 15 indigenous communities whose lands now make up Quebec, New Brunswick and Labrador. They share their words, humor, and truths about concepts that impact us to this day. Now, here's the first episode from the series. It's called Discovery. Have a listen.
0: Words have the power to shape how we see the world and each other. A word that may be innocuous to someone might be associated with trauma for someone else. Some words make us feel good and connect us, while other words are weapons that hurt and some of the most dangerous words erase and replace. This is the first episode of Telling Our Twisted Histories, a podcast series made by Indigenous people for anyone who wants to start decolonizing their vocabulary and their histories, one word at a time. As Indigenous people, our knowledge is passed down for thousands of years through stories and voice, and today, that tradition continues with you. In most Indigenous communities, to learn something, you're told to watch, and especially to listen. We've been told we're in a post-colonial period, but we know that the processes of colonialism are still at play, and their consequences impact our communities every day. For a long time, we have been talked about, labeled, studied, categorized, but now it's time for us to do the talking. Please leave any stereotypes at the door, and as you listen, keep this word in mind Mamu. In the Inu Amun language, Mamu means together. To bring you this series, we traveled to 15 indigenous communities from 11 different homelands whose traditional territories now host the provinces of Quebec, New Brunswick, and Labrador. We spoke with 75 Inuit, Métis, and First Nations people to bring you their voices. Directly. So together we will decolonize our world and ourselves, one word at a time. Now listen up and let us tell you our stories as we explore and unravel our twisted histories. Christopher Columbus, Jacques Cartier, even Leif Erikson all claimed to have found something new. A land across the seas. Why, who could have thought there was such a thing? Maybe the millions of people that are living in the continents we now call the Americas? I mean, what the hell is a Newfoundland anyways? Hey, I'm Gagnetti Horn, and today on Telling Our Twisted Histories, we are decolonizing the word... Discovery. It's part of the settler colonial narrative. The new world was virginal, empty, undiscovered. It was waiting patiently for Europeans to come and tame it and establish countries like the United States, Mexico, and Canada. We'll start off with 15-year-old Inuk, Mandy Hickey, who lives in Valleyfield, Quebec.
3: There was already people there. There was already the Indigenous people and all the different... So when they say, like, oh, I discovered it, it's like,
0: did you really, though? (laughs) It's good to know the kids are all right. And now here's Robbie Dick of the Cree community of Mwabmokhtui off the eastern coast of the James Bay about what he thinks of the word discovery. (laughs)
3: <laughs> the funny thing, I always said that when Columbus arrived here in uh, 1492, they say he discovered America, or even before that, if anybody else from the the other continent came around and discovered, thought, discovered it. But they said there were over 100 million people living here when Columbus arrived here. So how can somebody discover a continent where there's already 100 million people living in it? and claimed that they discovered it. Somebody must have discovered it before him.
0: Joshua Koapit, Cree, also from Wap Magstui.
3: Discovery?
1: <laughs> I've had this argument with my history teacher when I was in high school. I told her, I don't want to learn the history lessons that you're giving us, because it seems to me that you're trying to tell me that somebody discovered America. It was already discovered. There was already people here. We were here long before a, a, the Europeans
2: came.
0: Jimmy Papati, Anishinaabe from the community of Kitsisakik.
2: Découverte, c'est un mot qui veut dire que c'est comme si tu trouves une place où ça, ça appartient à personne, que tu décides c'est à toi.
0: Discovery. That word means that if you find a place that doesn't belong to anyone, then you get to decide it's yours.
2: C'est ce qu'on fait les Européens quand ils sont rentrés. OK?
0: That's what they did. When the Europeans arrived, they said, I plant the cross in the name of the king and I take possession of it. Michael Rice from the Ganyankehaga community of Kahnawake.
4: The discovery infers that you're going to a place where no one has been, where no one is living, you cannot discover something where people already are at. It would be like me saying I discovered the Montreal Canadiens. They've existed a long time, for, for 100 years. I didn't discover them.
0: Olivia Aiki Duncan from the Inuit community of Kujuak. Everything
4: has been discovered before, but it just so happens that when it's the right person from the right background, that they can claim to have discovered something.
0: Caroline Einish from the Naskapi community of Kowawachikamach. This is so silly, this word. Let's say I find your wallet. They didn't
5: discover it, they stole it. Like, if I find your wallet and I find money, I say, no, it's mine, I discovered it, you know.
0: As more and more European settlers arrived after they realized there was more land across the sea, the question of whose land is it anyways became a problem the European powers wanted to sweep under the rug. One of the most permanent ways to claim this land that they concocted was nationhood, and in 1867 Canada was born. Now that this new government was in control, They needed to figure out what to do about the people who were living here before Confederation, before the French and British colonies, before the first traders, missionaries, and explorers, the original inhabitants of this land. And what about all those treaties with European powers going all the way back to the beginning of the 16th century? David Montour of Kahnawake gives us his take. So
2: in 1867, they just simply had a meeting, closed door, There's no Indians there, and said, boom, here's Canada. What are we going to do with the Indians? Ah, we got to get rid of them. Let's put them on a reserve. Then let's train the Indian out of them. We'll kill them, and then in 100 a, a, a years, we'll have all our land. Plus here, it's all in the law. We have all their land, right?
0: That law is still around today. It was put onto paper just nine years after Confederation, It's called the Indian Act. The Act confined First Nations people to reserves that were owned and strictly controlled by the federal government. For First Nations people, it still has a lot of sway over our lives and communities. Sure, it has been amended and adjusted since 1867, but the foundation of the Indian Act was built upon assimilation of Indigenous peoples with the intent of taking our lands. Here's David Montour again.
2: But Canada itself... Has very little wealth because everything under Canada is questionable who owns it. So if they can simply get us away, that problem never has to come up, never has to surface if the Indians shut up. Okay. But if the Indians keep talking and saying, Hey, world, what the hell's going on here? You know, like getting the people to think that, uh, oh, the natives are freeloaders. They don't pay taxes, uh, they're just kind of whatever. But wait a second, we don't pay taxes because you're on our land. You know what I mean? And the money that you give us isn't enough. So how about this, is you just leave us alone, let us run our economy, and we'll be, have, we'll be rich. Stop throwing us uh, into your paper saying we're criminals. Stop. Like, just, we need
0: more allies. Danielle Obamsawin. Living in the Cree community of Wapmog
5: Découverte, moi là, il n'y a rien qu'on découvre. Tout est là. C'est juste qu'à un moment donné, on s'enfarge dedans et on, on, on le découvre.
0: Discovery. Nothing has been discovered. Everything is already there.
5: Mais ce n'est pas tellement le mot comme la notion du mot. C'est que pendant tout ce temps-là, euh, on a pu nous faire sentir inférieurs à cause de ça.
0: It's not so much the word as the notion of the word. It's used all the time to make us feel inferior. We have to rewrite the whole story and tell the truth. The word discovery is not just used to claim Indigenous lands, but also used to claim Indigenous knowledge. Time and time again, scientists, archaeologists, and yes, explorers, discover what was already known by Indigenous peoples. Here's Olivia Ike Duncan once more.
4: I don't understand how every time they prove that we knew all along, they are the ones automatically always with the title for it, you know? Like, you didn't discover this. This was already known. And it's annoying for people to not acknowledge that we. And our knowledge is extremely, extremely brilliant. It's crazy. Um, And nobody in our culture, in our people have ever claimed to have discovered this amazing thing and taking the title for it. And we have always shared that knowledge and we have tried so hard to share that knowledge with non-Indigenous people but the only way they will accept that knowledge is if they have tested it first or, you know. So it, it angers a lot of us. Because I feel like b- discovering it is you're claiming it for yourself. And that's really not an indigenous way of living, of thinking, of being. We don't have
0: the right to claim anything. Jimmy Papati, Anishinaabe from Kitsisakik.
2: Pour moi le mot découverte ça, ça a porté la destruction de, de, d'une culture d'une langue d'une spiritualité.
0: To me the word discovery is linked to the destruction of culture, language, spirituality.
2: Alors que moi si j'avais à remplacer le mot ce serait contact.
0: Pour découverte. And so for me if I were to replace the word it would be contact, not discovery. Ganada. Hmm.
5: Must be the name of this place.
0: It seems like this whole country at times has been one big misunderstanding after another between indigenous people and European settlers. When French explorer Jacques Cartier arrived here, he encountered the Iroquois, and famously when he was being shown their village, or Ganada in Ganyonkehaga, he mistook it as the name of their nation. And this word, Ganada, transformed eventually into the word Canada. It's a cute story, but it also makes it feel like Canada was always waiting to happen and that the history of this country began when Europeans arrived and those words were spoken. We asked some friends from my home community of Gahnawage, Jody Daibo, Hank Phillips, Pepper Obamsawin, and Gillian Delaronde, what they think of having the name of the country originating from the Gñanquehaga language?
1: Oh boy! Canada. <laughs> uh, Canada.
0: Canada. Well,
5: doesn't it derive from a Gñanquehaga word? Canada. Yeah. Yeah. It's village.
0: Yeah.
5: yeah, and it comes from indigenous language. So, oh,
0: acknowledge it It's so more really...
5: and own up to that, and be respectful to It, like looking back to just the, the word Canada itself, I think it could be a little more respectful to where it's coming from and where it originates from.
1: Edit that respect, edit that respect, uh, allow us to have a presence. When I think of Canada, I think of masters of distorting history. It's like there's just all these different wrongs that aren't really out there unless you dig for it, right? So there's this weird conception out there in the international setting that Canada, oh, they're nice people, they say sorry, you know. It's not
5: all maple syrup and
0: beavers. (laughs) If we're so amazing, why are we not even doing a little bit to educate and have a bit of truth behind that education? We'll start by just telling the truth. Start by giving us place in the classroom. Start by telling the real history. And And I know that the history is heavy and ugly and, you know, nothing for Canada to be proud of. But I think there's a real honor in being able to say my ancestors did that because I know that we take all our honor in knowing what our ancestors had to fight through. So when is that relationship going to change? And it needs to change by at least saying we were wrong
4: and then move forward with making space for the truths.
1: I went off the reserve for three years in high school. In SEC 3, they were teaching Quebec history. And one part where they mentioned like the Mohawks, they sustain themselves through cigarette stores. They were trying to say that we're not educated and that we only do cigarettes and I just remember getting so angry because this was like in textbooks and I'm surrounded by 40 other kids and I'm like, this is what they are gonna think of us now. And I'm just, I remember like just burning up and having to walk out. And That was my first moment of realizing like, okay, like I'm not part of this
2: Guess Peggy. Guess Peggy Waggy. Guer Biswa Ujelazi Mega Magi. Guess Peggy. Biswa Ujelazi Megamagi
0: In Wapmogshtui, off the eastern coast of the James Bay, the word Canada has a different meaning in the Cree language. Matthew Mukash explains.
5: Canada, there are different interpretations. Us, it's don't go there, Canada.
2: <laughs> if you're on, on a canoe, and if
0: uh, I tell you, let's cool, close to that rapid, you can tell me, Canada... And I'll know that you're saying, let's not go there. <laughs> For us,
4: Canada is only hundred years old, 100, over hundred years old. You know, we've been here uh, since the beginning of time. So what do you call a a country that has evolved into your in your land? So it's hard to to name it even, you know.
2: So soon and in the gyo jito one, Wani again, Miss Sawash Nipakuyan tag, what I am you and kitchen, that cachi, he go one. Ali good in Kitaso soon and in the one, Wani again, Miss Sawash Nipakuyan tag, and kitchen, that he one.
0: There is a lot of power in words. That's what this whole series is about. Words shape how we form our thoughts and how we see ourselves, sometimes without realizing it. For generations, Canadians have been taught in history books that this land was discovered. And from the moment that Cartier or Columbus or whatever European first stepped foot here it was inevitable that the nation of Canada would follow. Here is Danielle Obomsouin once again. L'histoire
5: n'est pas écrite par, ceux qui, par les pauvres, par ceux qui ont subi le génocide. L'histoire est écrite par ceux qui ont gagné.
0: History is not written by the poor, by those subjected to genocide. History is written by those who won.
5: Ce qui me fâche avec le mot découverte, C'est, c'est justement ça donner licence à, à faire le génocide. Et puis je suis contente que maintenant, finalement, on a la chance de, de dire notre histoire.
0: It makes me mad, the word discovery. It gives a license to commit genocide. And I'm happy now that we are finally getting a chance to tell our own histories. To dispel this myth of discovery and proclaim deep Indigenous connections, Lisa Dutcher of the Wollastoke Nation, now living in Fredericton, believes that we need to reach back before European contact.
4: We need to start using our own terms. We had names for all of these places. And by taking those names and not using them or replacing them with English names was a form of colonization to say, you know, you're not valid, your claim is not valid, and we were going to put another name on that. And I think decolonization has to flip that again is just by saying, no, we're going to rename, we're going to give our names back to our waterways and our places and our gathering places and and maybe even this whole country
0: renaming it. I agree with Lisa. I definitely think we need to be using our original names for places. When you call something by its true name, it's a show of respect. That's all the time we have for this episode. I'm Ganyetio and Nyawonkoa for listening to us as we decolonize the words discovery and Canada. Join us next time on Telling Our Twisted Histories as we decolonize more words. Our Twisted Histories is a co-production of the CBC and Terre Inou. The series was written and directed by Ozzy Michelin. Original concept by Karine Lanoie-Brian. Based on "Telling Our Story," an original idea by Ian Boyd and Reginald Volant. Research by Isabelle Picard. Interviews by Karine Lanoie-Brian, Brad Gros-Louis, and Ozzy Michelin. Editing and sound design by Benoit Dam. Our music is courtesy of Music Nomad. Our production supervisor is Annick Magny, producer Elodie Paulet, CBC program manager Sophie-Claude Miller, CBC senior producer Carrie Haber, executive producer Francine Allaire. We give an extra special thank you to the 11 groups of First Peoples whose homelands make up Quebec, New Brunswick and Labrador for the generosity of their words and trust in us to share their stories. You can find more episodes of Telling Our Twisted Histories on the CBC Listen app or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, Tio Nyawa. See you next time.
3: This has been the first episode from Telling Our Twisted Histories. You can listen to more episodes right now on the CBC Listen app and everywhere you get your podcasts.